Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's AdMail, I'm going to focus on solo 401k. This is going to be a solo 401k themed podcast. So buckle up. It's going to be lots of fun. First question is from Pierre T. of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pierre wants to know, can I set up an LLC that will be owned by my solo 401k, Roth IRA, and HSA? So great question, Pierre. The answer is, yeah, of course. When you have an LLC, you can have it owned by multiple retirement accounts, like an IRA or a SEP IRA or a simple IRA or a Roth IRA, even covered LLCs and HSAs. You can even have non-disqualified individuals like friends, family, aunts, uncles, cousins, all be members. So it's very common, especially in the case when you have a solo 401k, but you also have a Roth IRA. And since a Roth IRA cannot be rolled into a solo K, it's super common to have an LLC, a limited liability company that's owned pro rata by the solo K and the Roth. So for example, if the solo K is 80 grand and the Roth has 20 grand, profit and loss will go 80, 20. One thing to keep in mind is an LLC owned by two or more parties deemed a partnership for federal income tax purposes and a form 1065 partnership return must be filed federal and state levels, March 15th or September 15th with extension. No tax is due since a partnership's a flow through. However, a return still needs to be filed along with K-1s to the respective members and to the IRS. Best of all, if you're a client of IRA Financial, we'll help you with all this. Don't, don't worry. Second question is from Kumar P of Alexandria, Virginia. Kumar wants to know, I have a solo K at Vanguard, which I moved to IRA Financial. Well, good move. Do I need to do anything with my Vanguard solo 401k? So I actually spoke to Kumar uh, a couple weeks ago about this. And Vanguard kept, kept sending him correspondences like, hey, you need to update your plan, restatements. You need to do that. And Kumar calls me. He's like, Adam, I left Vanguard a year ago. I don't have a plan with them. I have a, my solos with you. So I essentially amended my plan to have new documents. The plan never went away. I just amended it and took it away from Vanguard. So Vanguard is not the prototype plan sponsor anymore. IRA Financial is. The plan never went away. I just moved it away from Vanguard. Anything I need to do? No. Okay. You never close the plan. So you don't have to file a final 5500EZ. We took over the prototype plan sponsor. So we're responsible. You did your restatement with us. If you stayed at Vanguard, you would have done the restatement with them. The fact that they have no idea what's going on with your plan, well, that's an, another issue. But no, there's nothing you need to do, Kumar, because your plan has been amended. It's now with IRA Financial. We're the prototype plan sponsor, responsible party. We'll make sure your plan documents stay in full compliance. You still, as the plan administrator, have the responsibility to follow the 5500EZ, 1099, all the other uh, important reporting requirements. But since the plan has left Vanguard and never terminated it, you don't have to file the final 5500EZ. You can continue filing it through us as IRA Financial is your new prototype plan sponsor. And uh, you can essentially ignore any correspondences with uh, Vanguard since you don't have a plan document through Vanguard anymore. So 
Thank you for that question, Kumar. It was great chatting with you uh, a couple weeks ago. Third and final question is from YouTube. And this person wants to know, I have a chance of doing a sale leaseback with my solo 401k. If I use a non-recourse loan, can I still get an exemption from UBTI? So this is a really good one. And uh, I'll pull up the code and, and kind of say exactly what it says. So in most cases, when you use a 401k to buy real estate and acquire a non-recourse loan to buy it, and a non-recourse loan is a loan you do not personally guarantee, whereas a recourse loan is a loan like a mortgage for your primary residence where you do personally guarantee it. Meaning if you don't pay your mortgage, yes, the bank can go after your property, but they also can go after you personally. A non-recourse loan is where they can't go after you personally. All they can do is take back the underlying real estate. A sale lease back is when you essentially sell the property and then lease it back and rent it out. And a lot of pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens, they do sale leasebacks uh, a lot uh, where they'll sell some of the property and then get the cash and then lease it back. Um, essentially, if you look at 4975C19B, um, it looks about some of the exceptions to the exemption of 401k not being subject to UBIT. And one of the exceptions is when the real property is at any time after the acquisition leased by the 401k to the person selling such property. So looks a lot like a sale lease back, right? When you sell the property and lease it immediately back, unfortunately, B little three does not avail you and provide you the exemption for a solo 401k as most solo 401k non-recourse real estate acquisition transactions would be exempt from UBIT. A sale lease back would not be exempted from UBIT, meaning it would still be subject to the UBIT tax, which can go as high as 37% in 2022. So great question. I don't know if you're trying to trick me or trying to pull something over me. Uh, almost did, but no, no I got you. Um, this is an area I know super well. So uh, when I saw this question in my inbox, I'm like, something I want to chat about on AdMail because it's a great question. And some people think it's a blanket exemption. But once you have a 401k, you can do whatever you want with a non-recourse loan and be exempt from UBIT. And the um, truth is there are some requirements and some limitations to that um, blanket exemption. And one of them is a sale leaseback. So thank you so much for that question. And thank you also to Kumar and Pierre for your questions. And again, if you're out there and have some questions and don't have anyone to ask, well, send them to me. You can email us at info diary financial, just say ask Adam or AdMail. You can hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, IRA Financial. And you can be anonymous. I, I generally just put the first name and the last letter. Um, or if it's coming from social media and I don't know, you know where you're from, if you're not a client, I'll just kind of say YouTube or Twitter. So don't worry, I'm not going to use your name. Um, but we all can learn from each other. And that's the beauty of this whole process is if you have a question, there's probably a thousand people behind you that have the same question. So don't be shy. Um, send it in. And yeah, there's a, a big queue of questions. But if it's a good one, like the Kumar one, uh, I'll slip it in because um, I told Kumar, hey, um, I'm going to use your, this question because it's a good one. It's kind of a little bit um, funky, but uh, it's a good one. So uh, he was cool with it. And uh, it's a great way for, for all, to, all of us to learn from each other. So thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, it's a good one. And um, Come back next week. Thursday, this podcast drops every Thursday. Um, and uh, generally try to keep it pretty short. Three questions. 
uh, generally 10, 12 minutes and um, a lot of fun. We all, we all get a little bit smarter. So uh, have a great day and see everyone again next week. Take care. Thank you.